When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, it's Megan Mitchell from Agents of Change. Thanks for checking out my podcast. If you enjoy the content, please check out my ASWB test prep courses for the bachelor's, master's, and clinical exams. Each Agents of Change course includes more than 30 key topics that closely match the ASWB KSA content areas. Our content is great for both auditory and visual learners and includes video walkthroughs, supplemental materials, hundreds of practice questions, and twice monthly live study groups with me. You can learn more and get 10 free practice questions at agentsofchangeprep.com. Hello, everyone. This is Megan Mitchell with Agents of Change Social Work Test Prep. And today I'm here to talk about cognitive overload. So no matter what point you are in your studying, if you're feeling overwhelmed or stuck or your brain feels just like you cannot focus, this is going to be some helpful information for you to review. So we're gonna talk about cognitive overload, how you can minimize your cognitive load to increase your chances of success on the ASWB exam. Getting your studying habits in order and understanding how you learn best is going to be a super important component of success on this exam. A lot of us have been out of school for quite a bit of time and learning to take a standardized test can be very difficult and very outside of the norm of what we are used to. So making sure that you're tapping into your learning style and you're finding any way to reduce kind of feeling overwhelmed or an overload of information is going to help you be efficient and effective. So there's this term out there called cognitive load and you might be thinking, what is that? Cognitive load is the amount of information that your working memory can hold at any one time. And your working memory is very short term and it can only hold so much. So working memory is limited. Um, The capacity for us to store information is limited. So cognitive load is often used in education when people are creating courses. You want teachers to be creating content that is not overwhelming. You want to make sure you're not throwing too much information in a variety of different mediums to students. So the most effective instructional methods avoid overloading the learner. And we don't want to add anything that's not going to directly contribute to your learning. So you want to take out any words that are not necessary, any images that are not necessary, because we know that the working memory can only store so much. So we're going to talk today a lot about how you can reduce cognitive overload, right? We know that when our brains are overloaded, we're not as effective as we would like to be. So we're going to talk about how this affects your studying and some things you can do to make sure that you are efficient and that your brain is in a really good place to retain that information. Take a look here. So this is an example of cognitive overload. Take a look at this website below. Just take a few moments and just kind of let your eyes scan what's going on here. 
What do you notice? Where is your attention being drawn? Is your attention being drawn to any particular place? Are you able to focus? So this is an example of cognitive overload. There is just a ton of information coming at the user. There are tons of visual designs, right? Tons of bright colors. I see bright pinks and bright greens and call to action buttons. Click here, apply for a car quote. There's also an overwhelming amount of text. I can't even get my eyes to look in a particular place because it's jumping from um, the left page, part of the page to the right page. This would be an example of too much going on. Notice you can't really even focus your eyes on one particular place, which is causing our brain to compete, right? I can't even really figure out what is going on here. I guess it is a cars site. Um, but because there is so much like spammy stuff here, there's ads, there's just images randomly placed, um, we're not able to focus. So this would be an example of cognitive overload where your brain kind of just glazes over and you're not retaining or really understanding anything of the information that's being presented to you. So we want to avoid cognitive overload, especially when you're studying because you don't want to sit down um, and spend quite a bit of time studying and then you realize you didn't retain anything. So let's talk about how this affects your studying. How does studying and cognitive load relate? Just like we saw on that website where there was just too much going on, when there's too much information presented, we have difficulty retaining the information and storing it into our memory, right? It's like out of mind, out of sight. So when we are attempting to study, if we're doing multiple tasks or we have too much information that we're trying to retain and trying to really understand and digest that information, what happens? We become stressed. You might feel it physically in your body. You might feel like your brain is at capacity. You even might become anxious. Oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. This often happens at the beginning of people studying. They often say, there's just so much, I don't know what to do. There is a ton of information that you need to know for this exam, but getting ahead of it, organizing your studying, understanding when you're at that cognitive overload, it's going to be really crucial. So know, yes, that it is overwhelming, but it's going to get easier the, the more organized you are and when you have a strategy to be able to work through the material and something that is doable. You're not gonna, this is why we totally discourage cramming. There's just so much information, it's gonna be really hard for your brain to store it. We don't want to be stressed, overloaded, anxious, burnt out in studying. We want to be able to be efficient and effective. So we want to try to make sure that we're reducing that cognitive load. So I'm gonna go through five tips of things that you can do to reduce or minimize that cognitive load. And the first one is understand your learning style. Um, I have a video on tapping into your learning style, so I suggest checking that out if you have not yet. If you're studying in a way that best matches your learning style, your brain's not gonna have to work as hard. This is why I suggest understanding and really diving deep and doing some personal reflection on your learning style at the beginning of your studying. You do not want to get six weeks into something and you're like, I'm actually not a reading learner at all. I'm learned best by visual or audio. Um, so make sure that you understand your learning style and you're utilizing that because when you're not competing 
for finding ways that work, you're going to be more efficient. So you don't want your brain to have to work any harder than it needs to. This is already hard enough. So make sure you understand your learning style and that you're utilizing that as well. In my learning style video, I give tons of tips of how you can tap into your learning style. So make sure that you are finding what works for you. What works for you definitely might not work for the next person. So it is highly individualized. My second tip. This can be really hard because there are so many topics that are covered on this exam, especially if you're looking at the KSAs. There are tons you're not going to know all of them, right? You're not going to know every single question that is asked on this exam. That is okay. Focus your studying on one topic at a time. So if you're studying, avoid jumping around, spending five minutes on this, five minutes on the next. This is why it's really important when you're studying to know before you sit down to study what you're going to study in that session. You want to avoid jumping between different topics and different sections. If you're utilizing agents of change, we break down your studying by units, which follows the KSAs or the content areas on the exam. That is on purpose because we want you to chunk your information and weave connections through the different topics. So focus on one topic at a time. I don't want to be studying the code of ethics for five minutes or 30, even 30 minutes. And then I just quickly shift gears and I start studying Erickson and developmental theories. You definitely can study more than one topic at a time. But if you do so, you need to kind of reset, right? You need to make sure that you take a break. And you know that, okay, I'm done with the ethics. I'm moving on to the next topic. This is called context switching costs. And it actually, it takes a lot of mental energy to keep switching like this. Um, similarly, if we were doing exercises and every, you know, 60 seconds we had you doing something else, you would be exhausted very quickly. So you want to focus on one topic at a time, be organized in what you're doing. If you're watching videos, I definitely encourage you to watch a video in full. You might want to put it on 1.5 speed, but don't watch five minutes and exit out and say, I'm done with that, right? Um, because if then you move on to the next, you missed so much content and your brain is actually doing passive studying and we want active studying. So focus on one topic at a time, and that avoids becoming super overwhelmed as well. My third tip, this is more for when you're breaking down questions or reading study information. Read the question slowly and identify key information. This is where people get really tripped up because these questions are often wordy, and there's often distractors and information you don't need. When you read slowly and you can use strategies to pull out the key information, you are actually helping your brain process that information more effectively because you're not paying, a, you're not using brain power on non-relevant information, right? You've read it, but you're honing in on what is the key information. Some questions are so wordy, you're going to have to read them two or three times. That's okay. If something is so overwhelming, that would be that cognitive overload that you're not even able to break down the question. Do your best. Mark it. If you have time to go back at the end, um, go ahead and do that. But remember, you have about 90 seconds per question. If you're spending too much time in it, you're spending too much of your cognitive energy, it's going to exhaust you. Read the question slowly, identify the key information, and move on. 
That is my third tip. You want to make things as simple as possible. Also with the new software, if this is something that is helpful for you, you can highlight key information. You can strike through. So that might be a way for you to kind of knock out information that is not relevant to help you breaking down that question and pulling out the key points of information. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. My fourth tip, this one is huge, eliminate distractions. And this can be in a variety of different contexts as you're studying. Utilize the fo- focus function on your phone. So... If you're sitting down to study, it's going to be really hard to retain information if you also have your phone ringing or you're pulling up Instagram and Facebook or someone keeps calling your phone or texting you. So you might want to consider silencing incoming calls using that focus function for maybe a short period of time so you can really dive in. Because remember, in the testing room, this is where oftentimes people struggle is you're not going to have any of those distractions, right? You're going to be in a sterile testing environment. So you want to make sure that your brain is conditioned for that. So silence incoming calls. Also those um, pesky push notifications where your phone is vibrating to maybe show you a news story um, or you got a notification on social media. Turn those off as well. And avoid taking out your phone to go on social media. Social media is always used as a distractor, but it definitely does not help our learning and retaining information. If you're studying on your computer, this is something that I am very guilty of, is having too many tabs open on my computer. Exit out of anything that's not going to be important for your studying. So if you have shopping tabs up of your or your Amazon up or you have news up, make sure you exit out of those or open an incognito window so that your studying palette or your computer space is considered clean. Because remember, our brain is going to be competing when we see those different tabs. It's going to trigger us to share that um, focus, and we do not want to divide our attention any more than we need to. So eliminate those distractions. Eliminate or minimize that cognitive load so that you can give as much of that working memory to studying as possible. If you're using pencil and paper sitting at a desk, make sure your workspace is clean. If you have tons of papers and you can't even find your um, book or you can't find your highlighter, that's just going to be exhausting and it's going to expend more energy that you don't need to waste. So that is my fourth tip. And then my last tip, avoid multitasking. I know that often in today, we today's society, we have to multitask. There's just so much going on in our lives. However, we want and need full brain power. I want you to be at 100%. So avoid doing multiple things at once because your attention is going to be split amongst those multiple things. So for example, if I am trying to type an email but also studying at the same time, I'm giving about 50% of my concentration to both of those tasks. I want to give 100% concentration to 
my studying because remember that working memory can only hold so much. Um, we don't want to split our attention amongst multiple things. So to the best of your ability, I know that life happens and things get in the way. Set aside 90 minutes. It could be shorter than that if that's all you have to two hours to fully commit to studying. And that is without distractions, without multitasking. Think, you know, that email can probably wait. Also, when you are avoiding multitasking, ask yourself, is this urgent? It's If it's not urgent, you don't need to worry about it until your study session is over. And that can be so hard, right? Because our brain has that thought come into our head. If something comes into your head when studying, something you have to do afterwards, just take a note of it and draw your attention to it when you're done studying. But multitasking is tricky because it splits our brain power. We're not going to be at full capacity and we want to make sure that our um attention is where it needs to be, which is studying efficiently. So here are some visuals here. Um, you might have felt like this at some point in your studying. You might feel like your brain's exploding. You have so much information in there. Or you might just feel like putting your head down and you are completely physically, mentally um, exhausted. Signs that you might be at your cognitive capacity and you need to use some of these tips is if you're having difficulty understanding or retaining information. You might just be having too much information, information overload at once. If that's happening, take a break, regroup, figure out what's going on that's causing you to have such difficulty understanding. And you might even need to break it down into a smaller chunk, right? You might need to spend two days on that topic if you're having difficulty or try a different method. If you have that glazed over 1,000 yard stare, this has happened to everyone, I'm sure, at some point in your studying or in your school experience. Your eyes are glazed over, you look like you're paying attention, but you're completely tuned out. You're thinking about what you're gonna make for dinner, what you're gonna do when you get out of that class. If you have that, you're not retaining information. You wanna make sure that you're kind of resetting and um, taking a break. This happens to me when I'm at my cognitive capacity or I'm overwhelmed. This often happened a lot during the pandemic when people were on Zoom or at their computers all day. Smaller tasks or decisions seem overwhelming. So you might go to write an email and you're like, who was this even email even intended to be written to? So those smaller tasks just seem overwhelming. Little, little things, sending an email, um, going through your calendar, setting a to-do list might just seem completely overwhelming. You're at your cognitive capacity. It might be time to take a break. Breaks are essential. So don't try to sit there and force yourself to mentally push through something if you are not at the capacity to do so. If you're losing motivation, you have feel completely overwhelmed and you're like, I'm just not going to do this at all. You are probably not at your most effective learning capacity. So you might want to think of how can I minimize that load and how can I make this more manageable? It's all about finding what works for you, finding things that are going to help make your life easier. And I will say with this exam, getting into study habits and a study routine is going to be so important. Um, this is not something that you want to cram for. You want to make sure that it becomes a habit and it becomes a behavior that you are doing over and over again. Because when you go to sit for that exam, it's not very often we sit for a four-hour exam and prep leading up to that. So you want to make sure that you are utilizing all the study tips you can, um, getting into those really positive routines so that on test day, you are at your best and you have utilized 
you're studying time effectively. How can you minimize cognitive load and how does that equal success on the exam? You're going to be more efficient, right? By minimizing your cognitive load, you'll be um, having a better capacity to retain information, right? We don't want to waste any time. We don't want to be six weeks in and we felt like we haven't retained anything. Time to restructure, reset, and figure out what's not working. So if you find that day over day something's not working, it's time to self-reflect and kind of come up with a new strategy. That's okay, right? That's part of it is understanding what works and what doesn't work. Um. When we're more efficient, we don't have to waste time. So you'll be able to retain more and the time you need to study can be lessened, which will be more effective. And then also increase confidence. You're not going to feel very confident if you feel overwhelmed, anxious, burnt out, tired, exhausted. So the more effective, if you have a really good study session, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, you feel really good. You're like, you know what? I feel really confident that, you know, I know this, I can do this. So we want you to go into this exam with increased confidence, um, knowing that you really put in the effort that you need and that you are prepared to be successful on test day. Remember, you are in control of your cognitive load. So think of those five tips we shared and just think of what's one maybe takeaway or one area that you're gonna think about next time you study or what's an area that you can be in control of to minimize that cognitive overload. Um, we want you to be successful on test day. And remember, you can do this. It's all about honing in on your routines and really organizing your studying to be efficient and effective. If you are looking for more study content, my YouTube videos are just a preview of my teaching style. So if this is something that works for you, I suggest checking out our paid study materials. Um, we have all of that available on our website at agentsofchangeprep.com. If you have any questions, you can reach me here, contact at agentsofchangeprep.com. And lastly, I want to thank you for tuning in. Remember, getting your studying organized and even taking the steps to think about your studying is a step in the right direction. This test can be overwhelming, studying can be overwhelming, but you are in control and just remember it is hard, but doable, you got this. And if you are testing soon, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you for tuning in.